couple weeks before COVID, we were getting outbeat 100 grand over asking, 150 over asking. And these are already homes that are priced at market value. They're not even priced low for a bidding war. So if something comes up now in that pocket that my clients can afford to purchase, yeah, I'm going to tell them to buy it because they're not in competition. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Real Estate Life podcast by Silverhouse. My name is Andre McKenzie, and today I'm joined by my co-host, Natasha McKenzie. Hey, guys. Happy to be here. So, guys, this is our very first episode, and I think we scored an amazing guest. His name is, actually, his Instagram handle is the James in the City, who a lot of you in Toronto, in the real estate industry, might already know. Officially, he goes by James Malonis, and this is his resume. James is a real estate agent here in the city of Toronto. He's a public speaker and a former guest on HGTV Canada. I mentioned his Instagram, and he's killing it. He currently has 11,200 followers. He's also the youngest director to serve on Oria. Oria is the Ontario Real Estate Association here in Ontario, Canada. Some fun facts. He's held the longest shot put record in track and field in the York region until 2005, and he's advocating for domestic violence victims across the country. We've also teamed up with James to offer an exclusive pink Real Estate Life hoodie. Stay tuned to the end of the show to get 20% off. That's the resume in a nutshell, so let's get into it. Hi, James. Hi, guys. How are you? Hi, we're good. Thanks so much for coming to talk with us tonight. Yeah, thank you for having me. You are our first guest. Oh, my God, really? I'm so excited. <laughs> I Yeah, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. This is something totally new for us, but it's exciting. And we're super excited to have you as our first guest. So welcome. Welcome to the Real Estate Life podcast. I love it. And I think it's fitting that I'm wearing my pink Real Estate Life hoodie. Yay. Oh, awesome. <laughs> You're the first and only who has pink. So I love it. Can it's I tell couture. you that I wear this hoodie all the time? Like, it's my favorite thing to wear. <laughs> they're super comfortable. Oh, my God. They're so soft. And it's quarantine life. So, you know, hoodies right? is... <laughs> it fits, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of, I mean, obviously, we're in the middle of COVID-19 quarantine the obvious question is, how are you holding up? What are you doing to keep busy? Oh, my God. So I'm someone who suffers from anxiety, like very crippling, which is funny considering how much of a public person I am. Honestly, though, I'm okay, really. Like nothing is different other than the social aspect. Yeah. Still working away. It's not business as usual, but it's all about client care right now. Mm-hmm. But what I've been doing is I started filming an isolation vlog, which not only has it been helping me and my anxiety, but it's making people laugh because if you don't know me, you know, like I'm just such a ham, right? Like, <laughs> yes. I always look for an opportunity to make someone laugh. So I have watched some of your ISO vlogs and I was going to mention that. And I was going to say like, it's awesome for just giving you, well, especially if you suffer from anxiety, I would assume that it, it's a great, just a goal when you wake up in the morning, like something you know you're going to do, you're going to get dressed, you're going to do it. It's on your agenda and people are counting on you for it too, if you're doing it every day. Oh my God, people will message me at like 3.15, like your vlog isn't up, are you alive? <laughs> They're waiting for it. <laughs> no yeah. way. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. That's awesome. I love it. And you always look amazing in your social. Are you wearing, oh. so this is what my, this is what I want to know. I have blazer envy. 
<laughs> you have awesome blazers. You're always looking great. Are you wearing track pants on the bottom half? Currently, no, I'm not wearing pants. I've not worn pants all day. Um, <laughs> so when you have your blazers on, it could be pants or no pants. It depends on the day. I mean, <laughs> I'm usually on a Zoom call, whether it's for the board as I sit as an area director mm-hmm. or at my office sales meeting or anything else that I'm doing. I'm like, I get really hot as it is. I'm always barefoot and pantsless at home to begin with. So I'm kind of taking advantage of that. Unless I'm filming a TikTok where you can see me waist up, I don't have pants on. (laughs) Good to know. Yeah. (laughs) So you mentioned briefly your new position at Aurea. Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah. So I started off last year as a committee member on the YPN committee, which is the Young Professionals Network. And I saw that there was a huge need for younger talent on the board because organized real estate, whether it's a local board, a provincial association, or the national association, is filled with old, straight, white men. Mm-hmm. And I'm under 30. <laughs> yeah, I'm white, but I'm gay as shit. So <laughs> I kind of wanted to shake things up a bit. So yeah. came out and ran, won by a landslide. Like, I won by 67 votes. Wow. And, Congratulations. Uh, yeah. It's been great. I mean, it's been interesting because I, I literally started and then COVID hit. So none of the things that we had planned are rolling out right now, right. but we're adjusting. Yeah. Yep. yep. And hopefully it won't be too much longer. Yeah. A little bit more about yourself, James. Like, who is the James in the city? Tell us a little bit about yourself. What did you do before real estate and how did you get into real estate? Okay. My name is James Malonis. I never go by my last name when someone says Malonis. I'm like, who? (laughs) And that's a funny story. But I've always gone by James in the city since I started real estate and it just took off. No one has ever addressed mail to me as James Malonis unless it's, you know, formal for building reasons. But always been James in the city. And my brand is more than just real estate. It's fashion and it's lifestyle and shoes and tequila, because these are all the things that I love in my life. And I want my brand to emulate that. And I want my clients to kind of fit that mold. Prior to real estate, though, I used to work in fashion. So started off as uh, like a sales associate at a retail clothing store. From there, went into visual merchandising, became a personal stylist. And then from there, I worked at a corporate head office for a fashion company. Interesting. So Very what, cool. Why real estate now? It was always a goal to get into real estate. Okay. Um, my family was in it. So my father owned some commercial real estate. My grandfather was a developer. It was just time to get into it and be my own boss. And honestly, I burnt out working in fashion. I made decent money for someone who's 18 years old, but I burnt out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was time for a change. Yeah. And you've been doing it how long now? Six and a half years. Okay. Yeah, so not like super fresh, but not like a 20-year veteran. Yeah, (laughs) right in the middle. Right in the middle. Just enough to start shooting a little extra Botox for those wrinkles. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So Aurea is is something that's new for you, is that right? Yeah, I mean, so I started off as a volunteer and then went right into the board. So I always thought that organized real estate, like people who volunteer at the Toronto Regional Real Estate Board and at Aurea were old retirees who didn't care for anything else because now they're done selling. And I went to an ARIA party one year and I looked around and there's a lot of young people who get involved. So that's when I decided to put my name forward and work on a committee. And the committee was so great, like a lot of collaboration, a lot of great things happening behind the scenes. Now as real estate is changing and there's a younger era of agents taking over, because if you think about it, like our parents' realtors are either dying off or retiring. 
So it was time for a new era to kind of step in and have a legacy. And I wanted to be a part of that change. So as Aria shut down the college and they're no longer dealing with education, it's almost like, well, what does Aria do now? You know what I mean? Right. Because like for years, it was always like you go to Aria to get your real estate license. But now, what is that? Like, what is Aria doing? So I want to be part of that change. I want to be part of the legacy of the new Aria. That's exciting. That's why I decided to volunteer and to run. That is exciting. You touched on it already a little bit, but we're in such a time of change right now, like Mm -hmm. in all aspects of all of our lives. But in terms of the real estate industry um, and within Aria, what kind of changes do you want to see? If this is our opportunity to make change, what do you want to see change? Oh my God. Yeah. So I really want to see part-time agents get out of the business. I'm probably going to get shot for saying this, but I want to see part-time agents out of the business because they don't give the same level of service to their clients Mm -hmm. that the rest of us who are working full-time do. And they also don't care. Like I've been trying to track down someone to get into on a property for eight days. Wow. Wow. Your home. I mean, at least you would think you're home eight days. I should, should not take me this long to get a hold of you. No. No, right. That's... So if you're working this job full time, and the word job is wrong. If you're working this career full time, yep. you should be doing it with passion and integrity and the same way you would do anything else in life. I agree. 100%. Yep. And honestly, I think with COVID, with agents not bringing in enough income, you're going to see a lot of part timers disappear and a lot of full timers who just didn't give the same level of service disappear. Right. So I... a lot of weeding out happening, you think? Yeah. As much money as we make in real estate, there's a lot of cheap agents. I know what I charge my clients and I know what I pay per listing. Sometimes the payout is very little. Like if I walk away with like a $3,000 profit, I'm happy on some listings. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yep. So COVID-19, coronavirus, whatever you want to call it. What do you make of this whole situation? Oh, so for the longest time, I thought this was fake. Like I thought this was just some kind of government thing. Honestly, originally what I thought was this was Doug Ford's way of getting what he wanted with pushing his agenda through and having education go online. And I started seeing the deaths happen. Right. And it kind of brought it a little more to light. And I have to admit, yeah, I was ignorant about it. And I wasn't social distancing for a while until the lockdown actually happened and we went into a state of emergency. Then I was like, okay, shit, like, James, pay attention. But because I'm so social, I just didn't really pay attention. I'm like, you know what? I'm young. I'm under 30. I got a great immune system. Like, this is what? A flu? Great. But then I'm like, okay, my mom's 52. My grandma's 70. God forbid I have anything. And I might not show symptoms, but I could sneeze in front of them and they catch something. Like, how would I feel about that? You know? Yeah. Yeah. So when did you think to yourself to stop working? Um, Or did you stop working? I'm still working. I'm just working differently. Okay. So... It's not business as usual, so I'm not out there showing properties or taking in-person listing appointments. I'm doing everything virtually, which is why I have no phone battery ever, because on top of my social media, I'm FaceTiming clients and I'm on Zoom calls um, either to walk a client through something online, you know, get my pipeline full for when this lifts. Because I have a lot of clients who want to list their homes, but they just can't right now. Right. One of the questions I was going to ask you is if people, I mean, everyone's home right now. A lot of people are holding off on Mm -hmm. listing their homes, kind of waiting this out, seeing what's going to happen, um, waiting for when it's over. Is there anything you could suggest that they could be doing, working on right now 
um, getting their homes ready or what, what kind of things would be important that they could be doing right now, getting ready for that when this is all. Yeah. I, I think a lot of clients are always struggling with, um, I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time, mm-hmm. but now you're home, right? So even though you're still working a normal day, you're taking those little breaks where you can throw on some laundry and you can do some dusting and cleaning. So you have more time and that time that you've now bought will allow you to do things like declutter, right? Cause you're home and you're seeing things that you're not using all the time. Right. So that blender that Auntie May gave you for your wedding in 1997. <laughs> get rid of you it. use it once. Get rid of it. You don't make fucking smoothies. Throw it out. Yeah. Little things like that. So being able to declutter. Um, if you have to paint the bathroom, get it painted now. Like, mm-hmm. don't call me on Saturday and say, I want to list my house in two weeks, but I still have to do A, B, C, D, and E. No, get it ready now. Yeah. Yes. Like, totally. you're home. That way, when it's time to list, I can bring my stagers in, my photographer, videographer, my actors for the lifestyle video, so on and so forth. I don't want to have to do that under the stress of the two-week time crunch. Get it done now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, use the time. Make it worth something, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and honestly, like, the biggest thing for me, and again, if you guys follow my social media, you know I have a lot of shoes. For me, it's obviously mine are well-organized. But if you have a lot of clothes or shoes or whatnot, the first thing clients check for or buyers check for is closet space. Mm. So if your closets are full to the brim and shit's on the floor and on the shelf above the rod, that's the stuff you should be clearing out. Right. Take away 20% of it. Bring it out into another closet. Put some of it in storage. If it's winter clothes, put it away. Like, we don't need Canada goose jackets right now. Put them away. And make it smell right? good. <laughs> like, put your shoes somewhere else. <laughs> I don't want to smell yeah, someone's like, let's shoes. Just tidy up. It's, it's simple. It doesn't take much. Like, yes. And this is going to sound really snotty. And I'm, a, I'm not even going to no, apologize say for it. it but don't apologize. The amount of Zoom calls that I'm on, I'm so surprised at how people live. Mm hmm. Like, I know how clean and organized my house is. When I see someone's Zoom call and I see, like, things out of place in the background, it gives me such anxiety. I'm like, what is your address? We'll come over and clean for you. Yes. Like, I, I am missing I my cleaning 100%. lady, but I will come and clean your house. Because it freaks me Natasha's out to see that like much that. shit on your counters. Natasha's like yeah, that. Yeah, I'm like that 100%. Oh, if, I love it. I, I get anxiety great. looking around. Like, I mean, even my own house. I mean, we can't always, well, I could, but not everybody could maintain like what I would consider how I want to live but like I get you still have to make it feel homey but when you don't have room on any of your countertops or (sighs) you know your dining room table is full of stuff like just clean that stuff up please clean it up clean it up okay I like that message hopefully hopefully everybody (laughs) (laughs) internalizes that one (laughs) I saw your ISO vlog the other day and you were talking about Real estate investing, the five yes. R's yeah. of real estate investing. I'm sure a lot of people are probably wondering if they have the means, if they have the extra cash to do it right now, is this a good time? I don't know. It's a bit well, confusing. It's so what do you make of it? market, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's what a lot of people are not realizing is that, oh, you know, people have their homes in the market because they've got laid off and they have to sell. So I'm going to offer a hundred grand less. No, it's still a seller's market. But if the money makes sense, because you're buying in a pocket that will yield you a really good rent come post-COVID, and you can afford to buy now, and you're not having competition, if you can buy it virtually with the condition of like seeing it in person in 30 days, whatever the case is, fine. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to actively tell people to go ahead and buy investment properties right now if they don't have to. But in certain pockets, it makes sense. So if you're looking in, in Leslieville or, or Birchcliff, oh my god, like Birchcliff in Toronto is such a hot pocket. Is it? And if... Yeah, I got a couple of buyers looking in there, and the couple of weeks before COVID, we were getting outbeat, hundred grand over asking, hundred and fifty over asking, 
And these are already homes that are priced at market value. They're not even priced low for a bidding war. Right. So if something comes up now in that pocket that my clients can afford to purchase, yeah, I'm going to tell them to buy it because they're not in competition. Right. What kind of challenges have you been facing in all of this in your business? Like things have changed. You said you're doing business differently. What does that look like right now? So a big part of my marketing is actually touring homes and feature them on social media. That's been a big thing for me, the way I've prospected for years. That's one thing I can't do. And I haven't, I'm not one to just film my screen and walk through a home. That That's not my way. So I'm just changing up how I've been doing things. But I think my biggest thing, though, is certain price points. Literally, right before COVID, I had $12 million worth of real estate about to hit the market for listings. Wow. wow. And COVID came and it was like, all right, we're just going to back burner that. And some of those markets will actually deflate in price points. Yeah. Right. Because if you think about the two to $4 million range in Toronto, those people are quite over leveraged. So you're probably used to bringing in fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000 a month. You've mm-hmm. lived very comfortably for years. So you're living in Forest Hill or Lytton Park or Moore Park. You're both, you and your wife have either a Range Rover and a BMW. You've got a Porsche that you drive on the side. You're members of the Granite Club. You have a cottage in Muskoka. Your kids go to private school. Then there's tutors and literacy prep and so on and so on and so on. Don't forget the nanny, the cleaning lady, the dog right. walker, the garden. <laughs> you're so over leveraged. Mm-hmm that you're kind of freaking out because your price was going to drop a little bit because people who are buying that price point are going to feel the same struggle. Yeah. It's such a, a weird, weird time. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm telling people. Like, if you don't have to sell, don't sell. Like, just wait. Yeah, I know. I'm surprised at how many people are selling right now because, you know, I walk around our neighborhood and I think to myself, like, you would only have to be selling right now. Like, who in their right mind would voluntarily just think, oh, you know, I think I'm going to... Just yeah, pack sell, up and sell move. Fun. Yeah. yeah. Test the market. For fun. Because I imagine it would be really, really difficult. Like, do you have clients right now? Obviously you do who are in the midst of like mid-move right now? No one really mid-move. I got a couple no. of clients who leased a couple condos that they have to move into the next like two weeks. Those are easy. But in terms of people who like are mid-move, no. Like I kind of close everything off prior oh, to. Oh, that's lucky. That's and good. unless the ones that have to buy either because they've already sold and they need something or they're going to take advantage of a good deal, again, buying virtually and that long condition to see the property, everyone's kind of just sitting still. My clients are really good like that. They're realistic and they trust mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Right? I, I don't, yeah. I'm not that agent who's going to go out there just to make a quick dollar. That's not me. Mm-hmm. I'd rather have my clients for life than made them feel like they just made me $10,000. Yes. Hey guys, if you like what you're hearing, please leave us a review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. Now, back to the show. Natasha asked you if any of your clients were mid-move, but did you have any transactions closing during, yeah, during so COVID? I had or? one close end of March. I think it was April 2nd or something. Like last week of March, first week of April, and the buyer's lawyer closed down completely, completely disappeared. Whoa. The buyer's agent, wow. same thing. She went MIA. So now I'm running around like a chicken with my head cut off trying to get everything in order. My office building has shut down because we're on the second floor of a five-story tower where they shut down the entire building. So I can't even get in to get lockboxes. So this was a, a condo in Toronto. I had to go from... Toronto 
up to Barry, where the seller's lawyer lives, not where his office is, where he lives, because he's closed his office, but working out of his home. So I had to huh. go to Barry to pick up keys. Wow. That's service. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is service. This, this is service. This yes. is where my concierge program comes in place. So I had to go up to Barry <laughs> to pick up these keys. Because I had no lockboxes, I had to go to Home Depot and get a lockbox. I had to go to the condo, and because I had the keys, I chose not to sign in with a concierge because she wouldn't let me in because she does not like me um, in this one particular building. So I snuck up to where the unit is, did a quick walkthrough because my clients already moved out. Lysol wiped the light switches and the um, appliance handles, so the things that you would touch most, Mm -hmm. and kind of did like a little backwards walkthrough, wiped down the exterior of the door, put the lockbox up in the stairwell, wiped it down, wiped the door handle, wiped the keys, put it all in. And that's how we closed the property. So the day of closing, I had to track down the buyer's agent where I finally got a hold of her and said, here's the lockbox code. This is where the keys are. Um, it's not, your clients are not getting them from their lawyers. This is how it is because your lawyers disappeared. Oh my gosh. Your, and at this point, your that's clients can keep the lockbox. It was like a generic, like $30 Home Depot. Yeah. I don't care. They can keep it, yeah. right? Because <laughs> I have like all branded ones, but they're all in my office that I can't even get to. Right. So, so oh what, about, what about paperwork? I, we've purchased a number of homes and there's a ton of paperwork that goes back and forth and what are you doing about signings and stuff like that how is that working so i'm thankful that i've been pretty much paperless for years everything i do was electronic signature nice it hit me in 2014 i was like really young in the business and i was selling a condo in the beach and my office was downtown in the st lawrence market i wasn't using electronic signatures so i was driving from the beach to my office downtown back to the beach to get signatures done and scanned and photocopied. Yeah. And it was a nightmare. And you're, so yeah, from you're like, then, this so is for crazy. For six years, I've been paperless and, and pretty much virtual. So I'm not worried about signing paperwork because it's so easy for someone to get it on their iPad or their cell phone. Yes. Literally click the button and it walks you through. It, all you have to do is hit accept and click where the little yellow dots are, and there's your initials and signatures. Oh, and all the, these things that you're talking about, even just like the service that you were just talking about, and the just being paperless, like these are all little things that, like you were talking about before, people probably aren't getting from like the part-timer agent who's just dabbling like here and there, you know? Yeah, and not to toot my own horn or to make myself sound so great, but these are things that I've been doing for years. Mm-hmm. So when I see agents out there be like, oh, this is what we're offering now. I'm like, where were you five years ago? Yeah, it should be that way. It like should, when I see agents yeah. with, I'm using the word virtual tour very loosely here. And it's 12 photos on a slideshow that was mm-hmm. done in PowerPoint. Like, <laughs> yeah, really? Yes. Like my virtual tours are like hired actors where yeah. you're showcasing the property. And, you know, it's not only the actual house or the unit, you're showcasing the neighborhood. Like, one condo that I sold, we had it down by the marina. My actor was walking over the rocks by the lake, and there was ducks swimming. Like you're painting the whole picture, and that's what people want. They don't want to see the lifestyle. Yeah, twelve, you know, twelve rotating photos. They could do that themselves. Yeah, I know. I, I laugh at that. Also, it's kind of funny because you look at the technology that's out there today. We should not be. Or you know what drives me crazy when there's no photos. Oh my God. Like, or cell phone photos. Or oh, cell, phone cell phone photos. photos yeah. Like, I, it should <laughs> not be allowed. The thumb it should not over be the lens or the toilet seat up or the yep. lighting is bad. Like, <laughs> silly guys, little things. Spend the money and get proper photos. Yes. Please. So, I want to jump in. <laughs> yeah. And this might be a little tangent, but in your videos, I see on your Instagram, it says you are a former guest on HGTV. So, yes. 
That said, do you appear in your videos at all? Some of them I do. Um, we did one, I'm trying to think, it was last year, May-ish, and it was Midtown Toronto. It was a condo at Young and Eglinton. Because Young and Eglinton, I, I, do you guys live in Toronto? We did until last summer. Okay, yeah. I won't hold that against you. Um, <laughs> and we miss it every day. We cry young sometimes. Young is like, it's young and it's hot and it's urban yeah. and it's, the word sexy is not right. It will be sexy when the construction is done. Yeah. But yeah. this condo kind of matched all that. So I wanted to give it this really cool MTV Cribs vibe. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't portray that with an actor. So I did it myself. And I was the host of that episode. Nice. And of that video. And it, it was kind of cool. And it got a lot of hits. People loved it. I think people love you. Yeah, you've you know got what? the personality I, I for that kind so. of stuff. For some strange reason, I can't figure it out. <laughs> I mean, you just have that... It's the pajamas. <laughs> the pajamas, oh, yeah. Those pajamas are something else. <laughs> they are something else. I need to get me some of those. You know what? My girlfriend, Jordan, I have always have a love for fashion, but Canadian fashion especially. My girlfriend, Jordan, who owns the company Hendrix Row that she designed those pajamas, uh -huh. her whole brand is based on Jimi Hendrix and Marilyn Monroe. Awesome. And when she made those pajamas, she was like, what would Keith Richards wear at like nine o'clock in the morning, hung over from a performance the night before, going down the street to get orange juice? <laughs> Amazing. And I'm, I saw these pajamas. I'm like, exactly these. Because that's what I made them for. Yes. Like, I have to have them. Yes. Or just for wearing during COVID quarantine. Perfect. I mean, I'd them to the office. Let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> Andre, is there anything else that you yeah. want to talk about? Yeah. So I want to jump back quickly to when you were speaking about your closing um, yeah. and the tools you're using. For any new agents getting into the business, say last year, this year, what general advice, tips or, or tricks or tools would you have or would you recommend to somebody new getting into the business? Okay, so always hire a professional photographer, number one. Make sure you always get a floor plan for every property you list. Whether they have it from the builder or you're creating a new one, always have a floor plan. Why would you say that that one is so important to have the floor plan? Um, because that's one of the things I check first. Because if I'm looking at a house online, sometimes the description doesn't make sense or the room measurements don't seem right. If you look at a floor plan, you can get a better sense of the property and how it flows. So a living room might say like 4.0 by 3.5. You're like, okay, it's a decent size. But when you look at the house itself, there's like a big column on the one side or mm -hmm. the fireplace yeah. is on an angle. And you don't see that in the photos because the agent has opted not to add that photo in or wasn't shot properly. So by having a floor plan, you can see any irregular, uh, irreg not normal things. There we go. I can't right. Speak. The floor plan um, won't lie. <laughs> I'm a floor plan guy. Yeah. But also being able to get a sense of like, you know, furniture placement especially in a one-bedroom, like one-bedroom condos. A lot of condos in the city have those sliding glass doors, which most buyers don't want. Yeah. So right. if I can get a floor plan of the unit, I can get a sense to see, like, does it have sliding doors or not? Because, again, some of these agents are not taking full photos or it's tenanted. And tenants right. don't let you take photos of the unit. Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good to know. So, yeah, floor plans. Let's see. Electronic signatures is a must, whether it's, you're using Next One or DocuSign or AuthentiSign. Yep. Choose an electronic signature platform that works for you. If you're a Toronto-based agent, AuthentiSign is included in your membership with Treb. So what, what have we covered here? Photography, virtual tour, floor plans, electronic signatures. Find yourself a lawyer who is not only mobile, but can, can close digitally. So in October of 2019, I was in the Dominican. 
not only did my deal fall apart on financing, I had another deal fall apart where my the client's original lawyer couldn't get the deal closed. Oh my God. Um, wow. I don't remember what the issue was. It was a while back, but I remember calling my lawyer to step in and they were able to do everything virtually. My mortgage broker was able to do everything within two hours. So I'm 35,000 feet in the air at this point over Florida on plain Wi-Fi with a blanket over my head so I don't look like a terrorist with my phone <laughs> ringing and trying to get these two deals done. It was insane. It was oh the God. best experience ever. But <laughs> Good for you, though. Good for you. Brokers who are strong and virtual. Yes. Good for you. That's amazing. That's a really good tip. It's 2020. You should be able to I'm, do everything virtually. I'm always shocked when a lawyer wants you to fax something still. It just blows my mind. I'm like, we don't live in 1997, Susan. Why are we faxing no. things? I, I don't understand where fax machines are in play. And, I mean, millennials, like the 20-year-olds below us, are I, they wouldn't know how to use a fax machine or send a fax for that matter. No, it's ridiculous. It has to end. It's got to stop. Yeah, I don't get it. I mean, my office has a lot of agents who are like 60, 70 plus, mm-hmm. And some of them still ask, why does the fax not work? <laughs> Bro, really? Yeah. Wow. No, it needs to go to the grave. Yeah. <laughs> okay, moving along. We initially met online on Instagram. I guess you saw something we posted and we kind of connected there and we started chatting. But I instantly saw you have 11,000 followers. How did that happen? Honestly, I keep saying over and over again, consistency. There are other agents out there, not in my market, in kind of like the underlying markets outside of Toronto where they've bought their followers, right? Right, right. They've bought that 17, 18,000 followers, which yep. it gave them some clout to grow over the 10,000 mark, and then they kind of grow organically from there. That's not my shtick. I, mine are all natural, organic, and it's been consistency every single day for the last six and a half years. Wow. Yeah, that's something that a lot of people can't commit to, but you've committed. Yeah, I write my content 60 days in advance. I always have a calendar set to go. Wow, amazing. that's amazing. That's organization. Oh my god, it's it's a full-time <laughs> job and my partner Scott laughs cuz we're all we'll be out and I like my outfit. I'm like, "Okay, take a photo." But I make him take like a bunch of photos so I can use a few of them. Yeah. So, it depends on where I'm at. Sometimes like I will have a photographer who follows me around and we'll shoot like 30, 40 photos, but with Scott, I'll get him to do a couple like if we went out for a drive and I'll pull over the side of the road or we'll go for a coffee or something and he fucking hates it, but my social media is so different than everyone else's that I want to keep that momentum because the, if you look at my feed, it's always a photo of me first, and then the the caption is real estate related. Yes, I noticed that. Right, because I hate agents who are like, just listed, just sold, just listed, just yes. listed. Yeah. I don't care about your listing. Yeah, I can just... go on realtor.ca for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, we want to learn about you. We want to see you. Honestly, when I go on a listing appointment, because a lot of my clients come to me from Instagram whether it's a, a listing appointment or a new buyer, usually the first two questions are, how's Scott doing? And are those <laughs> shoes new? Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Like, it's so funny that they know like so much about me. I don't even have to pitch myself. It's like, yeah. all right, we're listing at 1.5. How's the market on Wednesday? Like, that's what it is. So it's really your most powerful tool, really. Oh, yeah. Instagram is my everything. And now slowly is TikTok, where I'm taking the sounds and some of the dances of TikTok videos, but making them real estate related. So I'm posting some of this my Instagram stories. So you'll, you'll be able to see them unless you follow me on TikTok as well, but really taking a, a real estate approach to TikTok, which it's been kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. So is your TikTok name the same as your Instagram name? 
yeah, the only difference is it's not the James in the City, it's just James in the City on TikTok. Because nice. someone on Instagram has James in the City, and he won't change it. Oh. From Toronto? No, he lives in, like, I don't know, Madagascar or something. Oh, okay, like, I mean. Not city Will he sell it? I've asked him. He won't respond to anyone. Won't respond. I'm like, bro, just change your username. And he's not even <laughs> using like it yet. February 2005. Ugh. At yeah. least it's not another realtor in Toronto, which that would be a lot worse. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a couple other people who use, like, blank in the city mm-hmm. in yeah. Toronto, but I'm the OG of the in the city. <laughs> I feel like... I don't know if um, you guys watch Housewives at all, but Housewives of Orange County. Yes. Vicky Gondelson a couple years ago said she's the OG of the OC and everyone's just a copy. Well, <laughs> I say I'm the OG of the in the city and I was everyone's just, just a copy. I was just getting caught up last night on um, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I haven't watched it oh, in a yeah. while, but I'm, I'm getting caught up. I feel like Instagram, well, social media in general, but more so Instagram. I feel like so many realtors, more than not, really just don't take it seriously enough still and realize how powerful it is. Yeah, because they will, you know, they'll get like a couple listings, they'll post their listings up there and then they lull for a bit because they have no more more Mm -hmm. listings, right? And then three weeks go by and, oh, here's another listing. Or do you get the classic hey guys, sorry I haven't been on here in a while. I've been too busy doing other things. Mm -hmm. No Mm -hmm. one cares that you're busy doing other things. Be consistent or don't be on it. Yeah, Yeah, that's a really good tip, I think. think So I have a question. That raises a question for me. Mm -hmm. If you can share this, in the last year, how many, I don't want to say deals or transactions, but how many leads where you had a phone conversation with someone that came from Instagram? Like how often does that happen? Leads, I don't even know because there's so many that are being transferred into this year. Um, closed transactions from Instagram organically were 18 last year. Oh, that's amazing. MG. Yeah. Yeah. Realtors need to step up their wow. social game for yeah. sure. That's and, that, and that's what people don't understand. It's like, how did you get that lead? Did you, you know, did you cold call? You, no, it came from Instagram. Yeah. First of all, I never answer my phone. Like, if someone calls me, I cringe. Like, please <laughs> text me or send me a DM. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no reason why you should be calling me, which is why I'm hating this COVID thing because everything is a fucking Zoom call. And, like, I don't <laughs> yeah. want to be online all day long. Right. Yeah. Um, but that's where all my all my business comes from. Even my clients will send me a listing from Realtor.ca into Instagram. Like, it's it's a it's hilarious. I love it, and that has been my biggest success is my Instagram. Well, good for you. You're killing it on Instagram, yeah. by the way. Trying. It's, it's just like anything, right? Like, you have to change things up every so often, and the algorithms change, and the hashtags I use change, and every so often I try to shake it up a bit. And I said to myself at the beginning of the year, like, this is the year that James the City gets rebranded. Right. And if things are going to change this year, because it's the last year in my 20s, and I really just want to have fun. And I, I'm sick and tired of being... Not that I was ever serious, but I'm sick and tired of being, like, trying to prove myself to people who are older than me. Right. Right? Yeah. And, like I said, I work in an office where a lot of people are 60, 70 plus. When I joined, I joined halfway through the year. And they don't take well to new people at all in that office because they've been a family for so long. So they hired a few couple, like, new realtors earlier in the year who did nothing. They had no business. And then I walk in and it was like, deal, 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 deal. So I command that level of respect, but I also held myself in a certain way with them. Now I want to take my brand and just like, you know, like how Trump did he wants to make America great again? Well, I want to make real estate gay again. 
Yeah. And that's my goal for my brain. It's just like, why not? To have fun with it and yeah. just be that super obnoxious, loud gay creature that I am. Do I it. I love it. Do it. Like, I just don't care. You know what I mean? Like, I filmed a, an ISO vlog a couple of weeks ago and I literally broke out five or six of the words that I use the most in my everyday vocabulary. And people were like, I had no idea what a zaddy was or how you can just yell it oh, as much as you do. Like, I, I, I do these things and it's natural for me. And yeah. sometimes I'll hold back on something with a client, but I'm like, I just give a fuck. Like, this yep. is James. Yeah. If you like it, great. If you don't, step out. Okay, hold on. What What is a zaddy? Okay, so a zaddy is like, like a really good looking guy. He could be gay or straight, like really good looking. Like he's dressed well, he's tanned, he's got nice teeth and his hair's put together. Like, so I call like a lot of like my straight guy friends daddy, right? <laughs> like the same way you would call like, a, like an older man who's well put together, like a daddy. I just call him all zaddy. Okay. okay. Like, <laughs> God. Yeah. So if I ever like reference you as a zaddy, it's a compliment. Like, <laughs> there you go. There you go. Now, I love that you're trying to make it fun because so many things in life are so just serious and heavy and real estate should be fun like most of the time it should be yeah it's, 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 it's an exciting, exciting time yeah. and i totally get it because like i lived a life where i when i was younger that was very heavy like i don't share a lot of my life openly but some things that i do share is like i'm a survivor of domestic violence where my father was abusive to my mother and i and i also like have battled substance abuse and coming out at a time in my sports career injuries and a lot of things that you know are very heavy and would have held me down mm-hmm. and made me a different person than I am that now have, I just propel them forward. I'm like, you know what? Like, fuck it. Like screw the chains, move forward, have fun with it. And if people don't like it, then they're not for you. They're not for you. Yeah. They're not your people. Yeah, exactly. I like like I try to build this really great tribe of people that I want around me. And if you don't fit what I like, then you're not going to be in it. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I will cut you out real quick if, if we don't vibe. Fair enough. James, so we have two more quick questions. To consider 2020 a success for you and your business, what do you need to happen? A lot of tequila. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, That's honestly, how it's looking, just, yeah. Who would have thought that um, January 1st, I was laying on a beach in the Bahamas, January 1st, 2020, thinking this is going to be a great year. Fast forward five and a half, six weeks, whatever it was, and it's like, oh, here comes the coronavirus. Everyone go hide inside. We don't know how long this is going to last. So, Honestly, I think if I can keep my mental state at a nine, that's success for me for this year. I don't care how much real estate I sell this year. Like, I really don't. For me, it's about my mental health. Because being at home home all day long and having nothing to do but stir in your thoughts, even though you're busy, you're home, and you look at the same four walls in your office, it really fucks with your mental state. So if I just come across or come out of this with like a nine mental state, that's success for me for 2020. Love it. You actually asked your Instagram followers a couple of weeks ago what they had learned about themselves being home. What, what would you say you've learned about yourself being at home? I am not a homebody. Like, that's, yeah, that's really what you've learned. Not <laughs> You're not that's meant to be something home. that I've come to realize. Mm-hmm. Prior to COVID, I was going to a lot of events. I naturally will go to seven to 11 events a week. You're busy. Um, and that's anything from a fashion event to a charity event to wow. a networking event to a society event. Just something because I'm just such a social person. Being home is not for me. I get so stir crazy that yeah. it's killing me. Yeah. We're but getting there. Not too much During this time off is I can go without shopping. 
Yeah, isn't yeah. it crazy? I know. I think a lot of us have discovered that. It's, Saving it's a lot crazy. of money. <laughs> well, yeah, there's online I, mean, I, I did spend some money in the beginning where I was helping out some small businesses that had to close. Again, a lot of local Canadian businesses. Um, right. But now it's at the point where I'm like, I really, I've got over 500 shoes. I don't need another pair. I could wait a while. <laughs> yeah, you're good for a while. <laughs> wow. <Yeah. laughs> so James, final question. And we want this to be all about you. Um, for anybody who's listening that's not a realtor or in the real estate industry, and they're looking to buy or sell a home or lease a place, just give us a couple lines about yourself, about your business, what type of clients you serve, and how people can get in touch with you. Okay. So... I call myself a walking holiday because you never know what you're going to get. Um, <laughs> I always try to make real estate fun. Everything is, is exciting. Um, I will make jokes with you. We will have fun. Um, depending on where you're coming from, if you're an out-of-town buyer that's been referred to me, we'll be driving with a private driver for a day. Like that's These are things that I do with my clients to make it more fun because real estate is so stressful as it is. But my clients also become my family. And I kill for my family. So... When you work with me, you kind of become a part of the mess that is James in the city. It's a fun time and prepare to laugh a lot. I work kind of the central downtown core up through midtown Toronto and then into the East End. So Leslieville Beaches, East York, and the western portion of Scarborough. For those looking to find me, you can find me on Instagram at the James in the City or at my website at jamesinthecity.com. Awesome. Thank you, James, so much for talking with us. We appreciate it so much. It's been so much fun. Thanks, James. And My very pleasure. quickly, Thank you for having me. Very quickly before we go, what is the first thing you're going to do when all of this is over? I am going to get my eyebrows waxed. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to get my hair cut and all, yeah, all those things. <laughs> That's why my vlogs have been a little further away with a, a nice light on the face. So you don't see how they've been growing in. That's the first thing I'm touching. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Well, thank you, James. Appreciate it. We hope you will come back another time and uh, speak with us again. I would love to. Thanks, James. Take care. Thanks. Take care. You too, guys. Bye. So what'd you think? How much do you love James? Leave us a review or comment and consider subscribing to our podcast. Again, James's Instagram handle is the James in the City. And oh, before I forget, if you're interested in James's pink real estate life hoodie, use promo code James in the City for 20% off your order. Shop on our website at realestatelife.co. Thanks so much for listening, guys. We hope you enjoyed this content. Again, if you did, consider subscribing or sharing it with a friend or colleague. This has been the Real Estate Life Podcast by Silverhouse. Peace out.